Michael Estelli, Jim Dwykree, Carl Edney and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people person's better podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people person's better podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people person's better podcast. Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me every week, except for the couple past weeks where we were taking a break, is Brian Settler. Hey. Hey, welcome back, buddy. Hey, yeah. Trying not to be, uh, what were we calling earlier, a broken human being. We are trying not to be broken Trying not to be, and and it's hard when my football team is playing horribly and making my life miserable on Saturdays, but I'm here for the whimsy. Not to alienate viewers, uh, listeners, whatever we have. Um, Maybe nothing. Um, But the 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 team in question, the Oklahoma Sooners. Our alma mater. Our alma mater. Our alma mater. One that, I, one that I specifically worked for in the athletic Boomer department. Sooner. Boomer they Sooner. are having they're having a bit of a, a, a rebuilding year. <sighs> Rough patch. Rough patch. Uh, yeah. uh, slow go. But yeah. it's okay. It's uh, okay. We are it's, not it's fair fine. weather fr- fans. We are here for the long haul. We are here. Oh, as painful as it is. We have seen victory <laughs> in the past, and we will see it again. And this is not the deluded thinking of an individual like Michael Scott. No, we are no. learned men. We... <clears throat> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I learned something. Should we introduce the guest? We should, because we have a guest. He's back, Josh Boltz. Hey, I just want to say, as an Oklahoma State fan, I am reveling in your misery. It gives me strength. <laughs> so glad you're back. See yes. You next, see you next, see next yeah. week. Next week's bedlam. Oh, I'm so out see of you here. Next week. All right. <laughs> well, shortest guest we've ever you had. See, we're getting the di- we're getting dynamic um, uh, kind of uh, vibes here. Yeah. On this, uh, the, yeah. But you know what? We can all at the end of the day, we can all get under the office banner and enjoy mm-hmm. it. And a little conflict may work because this is an episode with conflict. That it we is. Are, we are we are watching today. It uh, is a little more a little more to it than I remembered. A little more to it, and I gotta admit, a little less funny than I remembered. I really thought this was a, and it, it may still be a top tier episode. We uh, today we are uh, watching uh, episode seventeen of season five. Um, um, uh, golden golden ticket. ticket. Thank okay. you. I was gonna say Willy Wonka. But no, <laughs> Golden Ticket. He, no, that's the remake. They call is, it Willy. Uh, you know how the between the movies is two different names. Uh huh. Then yep. when they make the remake of this, it'll of this, just be called Willy. Wonka. That'll be called Willy. It was. It was actually based on a book called uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And that Thank I'm you. not so sure. <laughs> That's a great little bit that I'd forgotten yeah. about when Pam interjects about uh, the, the movie um, and, and, and how even Michael's own knowledge of it, which he, he treats almost like expertise, you know, mm-hmm. really em, em, embodying the character. Insulted, even. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> and, but really knows nothing beyond the, the classic Gene Wilder film. Well, if, if they, more people would know that it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory if they got to see the remake featuring one Johnny Depp. So that uh, one w- that one was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it right? It was. Okay, yeah. It was. I believe, yeah. And um, I haven't seen it, and I don't, the clips that I've seen, I don't really want to. I so. saw it. It's, it is a perfectly serviceable telling of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, for Depp fans, uh, and for fans of modern filmmaking versus the the filmmaking of the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. sure that may be a better choice for you. I mean, and it's Burton Burtoning yeah. around, you yeah, know, yeah. like he like he maybe, does. Maybe it deserves a, a full yeah, shake from me. I mean, someday. honestly, though, I haven't seen it since uh, late. I high. I mean, it came out in what two thousand four, two thousand five. Like uh, yeah, I was, was in Austin, so it was like oh seven or oh eight. Okay. Oh really? So a little later. Well, uh, yeah. So oh no, been... that's the other reason that I have sort of a, a not so great taste. I went to a screening. We got 
we got passes from a friend. Ah. We waited in that line for hours and didn't get in. Oh. We were like 10 people away, and they're like, sorry. And uh, that's what they do for those things. Two, yeah. 2005 was when that came out. Okay, oh so I would have been. You know I what? I'm thinking been... of a different whimsical movie. A different one. Maybe you're thinking yeah. of, um, uh, what else did Burton uh, 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 Burton and Depp It's do? a later on. It's a different. Uh, or wait, was it that Big Fish with uh, Ewan no, McGregor? No, no, no it was that after. Was earlier. Yeah. That was earlier. That was earlier. I was still in college when Big Fish. Yeah. It was after Because I was a freshman. I was a freshman in college. When when uh, the Johnny Depp version of yeah. Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. uh, we are out. we are different ages, listeners. If you yeah, hadn't uh, picked up on that, we uh, we run the zennial to true millennial. Uh, <laughs> lots of ennials. Ennials. It's an ennial type of place. Well, you guys are are you seventy nine or eighty? I'm seventy niners. Seventy nine. I'd really think you guys are on the tail end of Gen X. It's, it's we are, and that's why we're stuck in the middle. Wait, so what year were you born? In? I was born in eighty six. Okay, eighty six. So, so, yeah, so you really are that next. Not a, well, didn't, no, yeah. that's... people didn't come out then. I'm like, like that's, that's, that's not no. That's <laughs> no, I, refuse, I, I believe that. I'm. I would say I'm people, solidly. I, I would say I'm solidly a millennial. Not. Not, I, I wouldn't say I'm an early millennial, but I also I don't think I'm on the cusp of Gen Z. I mm. think that's probably more like no. later nineties. Mm. Gen Z's into the nineties. Yeah, that's yeah. like because a uh, friend of the show Trevor Carrion is a nineties yes. baby. Yes, he is a millennial because so. I because I remember like because even still, even though I guess I am younger than you guys, like I still remember when the internet was a thing that was just at like a college that they were using for like it what like yeah. But how and, much do you remember before the internet though? Uh, actually, a, a, a pretty bit. good, pretty good deal. We got, um, and that's sort of the thing. And it's not a scale, so it's got, like you live with both. Uh, we got uh, AOL and a home, a home PC and a modem to run AOL in. I want to say 94, 95 ish. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was eight yeah. or nine. I have right. like yeah, that's, that's, about, that's solid that's about right. remembering yeah, that's time. About what I remember, but it's, it, what really what it is is there is were the earlier iterations, thing. but. It's, it's it's marketing bullshit. It's, yeah, it's marketing bullshit. Our our experience is as much unique to where we live, the exactly. uh, socioeconomics and of our families, as anything. So, and uh, as much as I'd love to, to to wrap us all under certain uh, titles, we really can't. right. This yeah, is true. absolutely. And, and to close out that initial thought, it was uh, I, I figured it out, folks. Oh. Alice in Wonderland. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, twenty ten. Alice in Wonderland and the the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake. They're both Burton films. Mm-hmm. They both featured Depp being They're, very very like even for Johnny Depp standards like he was playing but he's kind of playing the same I don't like, want to say that I think I know mm-hmm. when he found really found cocaine <laughs> it may have been then. the late 2000s may have been not that there were was, drugs before um, then no was Pirates of the Caribbean rocking and rolling by that point yes I'm sure it was yes uh, so. first Pirates was 2003 yeah so it'd been a, yeah I, I figured it'd been a while so uh, and now so he a... was seven years in and loving life oh, and, yeah. and now of course Pirates uh, 19 movies uh, yeah a, a crossover with Fast and the Furious uh, <laughs> it's all about there... parlay family <laughs> uh, the story never ends really a fantastic Series. Fantastic. <laughs> really I, I'm really excited for Fast and the Furious uh, of the Caribbean 11, <laughs> Jurassic World. <laughs> uh, but back to Scranton, because uh, yes, we have gotten we away yes. on our flights. We've gotten of, way over whimsy. Uh, on a, well, exactly, whimsy. That's yeah. my one of my favorite parts of this episode, <laughs> is the way Michael keeps bringing up whimsy. He mm. brings the whimsy. He is. Uh, it's it's such a great example of him hyper-fixating on a concept yes. uh, in uh, his uh, creation of the the adventure he's trying to take the, the, right. the team on. The the jelly beans. That oh. are, no, it is a full meal of steak 
and potatoes and salmon. And then I love Jim's interjection, like a second entree. <laughs> See, that's great. Now, and so for dessert, jelly beans. <laughs> See, oh, now I only watched the DVD, so I didn't see that clip. Yes, that's I, a great bit. I, I, I missed should. that part too. So let's yes. check in real quick, uh, and we should start doing this every week, Brian. Uh, yeah. I'm watching on the DVD collection. Yeah. What, what are you watching, Brian? I am watching on Peacock. Regular or supercut? Regular. I watched regular. So we all watched three different versions yes. Josh, of it. And what did you watch? Josh? I do. I I watch he, it on Peacock as well. But he was but, more. But the uh, better but they apparently they just released uh, season five of the super fan cuts Super so fan. you know i thought i'd because they're awesome now like i that. watched uh dvd um uh deleted scenes as well uh did you get a, any deleted scenes i there? did not well i did i did specifically i did read about the deleted scenes on thunderpedia and but you've I seen watched, one of the key ones i watched i specifically watched the, the one that i consider to be the most key one yes so so the jelly bean bit though that's great josh yeah i, I want to see because i only... didn't think i knew about that one yeah. oh okay yeah. yeah no that was that was a really good and, it, and you know and it's classic jim just just fight, just piggybacking off of something ridiculous that like, Michael did. Like, really, two entrees. And this <laughs> has been a great episode of Jim I bouncing that. I wish off I of kept Dwight that. And Michael. Yeah, uh, and that's clearly another we have, great. We have some severe. Yeah, Jim gets. They find a way to keep Jim more involved. That's the other thing I kind of noticed about mm-hmm. that. They made him a little more um, key to the story and not just an observant. Well, because it was his. I mean, his client. It, it was his client. Big ass client that got the that got the yeah. golden He's in the, ticket. I, I'm in the association. I know about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I literally am. That is, I do work for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma. Now we'll go uh-huh. on to other things. Right. Anyway. Well, and that's what that's a wild part about this story is it really reveals a little bit of the behind the curtain of the structure of pay and income at Dunder Mifflin. Yes. Where uh, I I would not assume traditionally that a um, customer side discount would impact the salesman that greatly. I would assume there would be some kind of company protections in so salesmen aren't getting hurt simply by promotional deals. Well, mm. but also... But maybe they are. Well, but Michael's remember, this was Michael oh, exactly. being and, Michael. And that's this... my big question. Just like the not a one-per-customer inclusion on there, which uh-huh. was a, such a <laughs> yeah. big oversight for Michael. Yeah. yeah there, now, if that if there was proper real life and he had to go oversight, and yes, somebody would have said something. Oh, yeah. Well, but, this entire we'll promotion... Just... It's just have, Michael. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's an idea he came up with. He didn't and run it through go- corporate through anybody, or anybody. Because it's yeah. golden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's having a whole meeting about how everybody else should have golden ideas, yes. too. And, uh, <laughs> you and know, there's right, yeah. right on the board. Why did I write these things on the board? And Creed, they all start with M. <laughs> see, that's another one. That's, so many good Creed oh, moments. I should have watched episode. the Super Sun. See, see, I'm pretty sure that's not on the Peacock one. I don't yeah. think they, we have the they start with M bit. Yeah, no. yeah we, Creed, I, there's a lot of like really good like Creed like um like to to jump ahead a little bit yeah, when yeah, when, the, when the idea has crashed and burned and he's called everybody back into it and and Jim is like I've lost a lot of money on this and he goes I'm I'm very pissed off and he goes see Jim's with me no I'm I'm, I'm actually, mad at you yeah, and he goes well then you shouldn't have bought a house to impress Pam that's what carnations are for and then Creed just goes Creed goes no they're not yeah that's not what because that's not what they're for that's great like what is what that's one of the <laughs> like the favorite 
The cre- it's a creed open ender. You yeah. don't know what it could be, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, terrifying. Where is this? Where does this? <laughs> what are carnations for? <laughs> creed is such a for creed. It, it, creed is so well used in 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 part of the larger discussion in this episode because mm-hmm. there's that, and then later when uh, <laughs> David Wallace is congratulating Dwight mm-hmm. now that the story has has made the turn and now mm-hmm. the deal has led to good business for Dunder Mifflin. Um, Creed goes, uh, great job, kid. kid. For Dwight <laughs> Thanks, Randall, old go, Thanks, old man. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah. I can't even remember. I couldn't count on my hands how many times Creed and Dwight have spoken. Right. You know. Just golden interaction. And then when Jim. Not when, enough. When Jim is, you know, playing along with it, that it was Dwight's idea. And he goes, I made fun of you for it. And I'm sorry. And Dwight goes, you are not forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> yes. The beats there are yeah. so good. And, and we go ahead. Go ahead. No, we finally see Jim actually be on Dwight's side for once. Maybe yeah. I don't know how many times that's happened in this well, show. I mean, because this is this is one of those this episodes. Level. This is one of those episodes where you see just kind of how much of a shit Michael can be. Like he, oh, he flips the script. Yeah, like he yeah. is from not... the last episode, especially when you we, we actually had a tender moment with yeah. him in the office. We get to see him now. At his most monsterish, yeah, monstrous, just yeah. so selfish. When it realizes this is all gonna, oh come yeah, back. his it's... his preservation mode. What a douche. Well, yeah. I mean, it's wow. it's a straight callback to drug testing. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh-huh. When he when he, when the when the situation changes and he's in danger, he he flips the script like nobody's business. And and, and, and we're also seeing Dwight with a little more agency. Like he's not. Oh yeah, he's not giving he, in. Like he's not quite the suck well, up really anymore. Like he's pushing back against my he's saying no well, i'm not gonna lie for you mm-hmm. yeah. and, and last time in drug testing what he did lie for him mm-hmm. and this time he's not gonna fucking do yeah. it like, so this is you know character growth and he's much more for dwight yeah. and that's just such uh what my biggest takeaway from the episode after the rewatch was how little i was laughing during it mm-hmm. and i always remember this as being one of my favorite episodes like a top fiver for me it's a really good one on syndication it's, well, I would always see it on there. I don't know why. Well, and it is it is a fantastic episode. We're now talking about character development. It, it is intricately written. It uses much of the cast in, in strong ways. Uh, and talking about the funny scenes, we're cracking up here, the three of us. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. I think this one isn't... It's a world-building episode. It's not funny. The, the premise of it throughout isn't really funny, but it's the little moments that are that just hit so well like uh again i'm i apologize if this might have been but uh we'll see when when uh the shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. and then uh pam's like uh michael uh david wallace is on the phone and he and he waves it and he goes waves it off and she goes i'll uh have him call you back when he gets back from the civil rights rally (laughs) and those and then and then it goes to a talking head of pam where she goes, Michael gave me a list of excuses mm-hmm. uh, to use if uh, he ever needed one. Uh, <laughs> stopping a fight in the parking lot. Yeah, stopping a fight in the parking lot. Brilliant. An Obama fashion oh, show. Shit. Oh, it's yep. an Obama fashion show? Which she calls out. I don't know what that is yeah. or whatever she says. And then, then my favorite. Trapped in an oil painting. 
I'm going to save I think I'm going to save that one. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another one later when he calls again. Oh, she says the colonoscopy. Yes. And then Uh, he has to describe his colonoscopy according to Wikipedia, of course. (laughs) Of his lower intestine (laughs) and extended bowel. And he doesn't even And he's not really even trying to sound like he's not reading. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or I always kind of see it as he may have planned to just try and say it naturally, but he realizes real quick oh, it's he so- can't say any of that naturally because <laughs> no. he doesn't know any of these fucking words. He's yeah. barely saying it at all. Yeah. <laughs> he can only, yeah, he, just to pronunciate, he has to concentrate so hard. Mm. No, it's completely true. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, his, his, um, he, I look at it as a fight or flight kind of thing with him. Yeah, and yeah, and really, I, I automatically I'm saying yeah, and he flies just like he did in drug oh, testing. Yeah. He was just like I, you know, he goes completely against the other way. Oh, but he's a coward, and, and, but and, it, and, and immediately against the one employee he thinks he can push around. Yes, mm-hmm. poor fucking Dwight is targeted in this episode. Yeah, but because he certainly can't push around Daryl. Oh, yeah. because oh, when, that's when he, such a great bit when, when he finds when he finds out that they were all that the. the the they got all five of the tickets, and, and and Jim goes, "Were they in close proximity?" Or no, I think Daryl says, says that, goes, yeah. "Were they in close yeah. proximity to each other?" That's not important. <laughs> but but when he first comes in, he yeah. goes, "Hey, hey idiot!" Yeah. And Daryl just go. Daryl just wrap up because you want to try that again. No, start start over. over. Yeah, hey, start, start over. over. Oh, start I, over. I love that. Is such a great example of Michael trying to dominate the conversation uh-huh. with so much energy and verbosity. And Daryl doing it in two words without moving a fucking muscle. And it's yeah. like you're talking to a little kid. Oh, yeah. Okay, so start. Okay, start. We're gonna use our inside voice now. Yeah. Like, but not even. It's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a perfect example of something we talk about a lot on the show: the economy of writing. They do so well sometimes with so little and say so much. And, and, the, I, I love and it. They, they they choose the right the the right. Um, character to do it and then the actor pulls it off just with brilliant oh, timing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely uh fantastic yeah. job by uh, craig, yeah, craig, robinson. craig robinson yeah he always does great also one yeah. of the only cast members to ever talk to me on twitter thanks again craig. oh, <laughs> oh very <laughs> sweet he's a, he's a, a good, good nice sir. man from what good i man. hear yeah and, yeah, and really I just believe it seems to have had a, a really great uh rise to fame mm-hmm. over time oh so much so. much deserved yeah absolutely and and he yeah, and he he earns it in that scene and Mm-hmm. And, and I love what about it is, is another example of pulling back the curtain and seeing a little bit of the workings of the office. He talks about the palette, how often they're shipping paper to Blue Cross. We rarely see how the fucking business of paper sales work. Yeah, they do use a lot of paper. There's a little part of me that then that, that's picturing. So, you know, uh, I, uh, some of the listeners know I used to work at, at a newsroom. Mm. And in a newsroom, of course, we use a lot of paper. And, 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 and I was, as a manager, was sometimes the guy refilling those drawers. Mm. And, and, and thinking about like, oh, yeah. You can't just stock a year's worth of paper in your building, and you're going through it. So yeah, delivery is a thing there. So, it you know, is. It uh, is a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so it was great to just kind of learn a little bit about that. And then of course it's a great example of Michael's ignorance, where he's even like, "What is a pallet?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is a pallet? For a guy that does so well as a salesman, he knows so little beyond the parameters of his required he's knowledge. He's been there for nearly two decades. Yeah. <laughs> he's a forty-year-old man. Yeah. He, he got actually he got out of his teens without knowing what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, he never had a hippie friend that had did fucking DIY project. Never went to a warehouse. Not one. <laughs> <Yeah. hour. laughs> never been to a Home Depot. <laughs> 
Good God. He did work at the men's warehouse. I guess he just stayed in yeah. the in yep. the store. Yeah, never were in the back room. <laughs> nope. Never saw the coats delivered. <laughs> You know, also did he though, work at a men's warehouse. Did he shop? At a no, men's it's warehouse? the yeah, yeah. He did work at a warehouse, men's warehouse. Oh, it's uh, yeah. later on. Oh, yeah, Hi, right. I'm Michael. Would you like to buy some slacks or <laughs> something like that? Oh, and, I, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, no, no go ahead. I, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Well, uh, and, well. Uh, also, I mean, speaking of other terrible oh, people God. in this episode, uh, you really kind of we get vindictive Andy, Andy. who is. Who is ruthlessly you... using Kevin and his Thank sweet you. new that's... relationship to as a guinea pig so to th- try? That's a great thing. The original episode only shows them giving him advice in the kitchen, so it, it comes off as if they are are just simply either Kevin came to one of them mm-hmm. asking for some help, talking about his nervousness, yeah. or maybe he expressed his nervousness and they offered to help. The bit about Andy revealing that he's doing this on purpose yes. was a deleted scene, and I guess it's part of the supercut. It, it is. That caught me by surprise. Yeah, where Andy was like, no, I'm not really trying to help him out. I'm just seeing if these new methods work because I was always a gentleman, and Angela destroyed yeah. my Man. heart, and now he's... And, I need to watch this. And then, and then there's even another later. talking head uh, where it's Jim, Pam, and Andy, and they're all kind of like... Like, yeah. you're giving him bad advice. That's, and that's terrible. The, and he goes, yeah. oh, well, I'm sorry. Young, hot couples mm. like you. Don't give, they fucking, your heart, they they burn it. And they He says something about like a barbecue sauce of rage <laughs> and pain. <laughs> there is a talking head like that that ends with like yeah, two hot people wouldn't end. understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was kind of, but just Andy, they're all shouting over each That's other. That's a great Andy, bit. And, and one of the few multiple people in a talking head scene, yeah. which I always really enjoy. And, and Andy is just like, you can tell he is just so yeah. embittered by what happened with him and Angela. You know what it reminds me of? Because we were both we both, we were both into it at the time. It was the game. Totally. It's totally the and that, 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 that pick right artist stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's completely, they call it like, it's, they call it like negging. Yes. Negging, yep. Yeah, exactly, like just yeah. give her a backhand a compliment. Yeah. yeah. It's totally the same thing. And I remember, I read that book and I, and I showed it to you and mm-hmm. I always thought it was, it was such a, an interesting idea if you read it and then like ignored ninety nine percent of it, <laughs> yes, because uh, it was all this this mean ass shit as that you social, do to women. As a social experiment, it is fascinating. It's well, fucked up, but it's fascinating. What it re- what what it really the core message of value in the game or the pickup community because there really is one at the very core. Most no, of it is they have is, they is have is these bullshit. guys on YouTube and their seminars doing yeah. this. Yeah, it's like so it's awful. a thing. It's yeah. just Buy confidence. It. But yeah, exactly. Right. That's the core thing. Is don't be a pushover. Mm. Have some ideas have some confidence defend who you are and you don't have to tell you don't have to give a woman a compliment and or uh, not even just women you don't have to give someone you're interested in a compliment and then and bathe it in a little bit of an insult right just don't go overboard on your fucking compliments just be like that's a nice shirt you know you don't have to be like oh it's so beautiful the thread count's amazing yeah but just don't just be like it doesn't fit you perfectly but (laughs) the fuck guys but Mm. i think the core of of i mean outside of confidence like the the sort of what pickup artist people are really selling and why it really seems to attract genuine shitheads yeah. is because they're playing on the bitterness exactly. of of mm-hmm. unconfident men. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, sure. they treat it like that For it will sure. give you control. 
mm-hmm. in this situation that these men often feel they have. Yeah. There's a lot of unfulfilled people out yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, and there and there are a lot of confident men who who get a lot like are are lucky with in the romantic sense. Yeah, but they're also terrible people. Exactly. Sure. So yeah. it's not just yeah. confident. Yeah, they like, call them naturals. Yeah, in the book, that's what they call. Uh-huh. That was like a, the term yeah. for like somebody right. who just yeah. had that natural ability. But and at it's the same sold time, as a thing, as a good thing. And yes, confidence is a great quality, and, and that should be yeah. something we all endeavor mm-hmm. for. But kindness, empathy. Yes. You know, you know. Um, it's it, clinical. It's fucked up. It's there's, there's, the it, way they look at it, the way they describe it, and like what they're. I've, I've watched some of these videos that yeah. Tyler Durden guy yeah. uh-huh. that becomes as infamous in the book, but they're all anyway. Yeah. Anyway, but I've watched like the and the way they describe it, it's just kind of. I mean, yeah. sociopathic. Yeah, just totally. It, 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 that's the thing is it, is it is it teaches you that that the nature of confidence, that nature of not being a pushover, but it wraps it in this interest of treating like, people like objects. Like to, there's to something be to be self aware. Well, there's definitely that. And exactly. they're idolized. Yeah, basically, it's beyond. built to idolize the what they call the naturals and i'm mm. like those aren't the confident men you should be emulating exactly there yeah. are other confident men who are just it, genuinely good decent people mm. but it's interesting to see uh them having andy be the kind of person to embrace that and it's a great example of, I, I, I i see it well I mean, you know I it's it's a it. perfect and it's it's nice to see them actually acknowledge it because it seems that that character kind of disconnect. There wasn't as much reaction after what happened with Angela. I, I feel, yeah. And like, yes. I think like they kind of had to mute him just because he sort of he was still a secondary character. So I mm-hmm. get it. But to bring it back, just to show him, yeah, he's still hurting. This isn't over. He's just not onto other things. Yeah. And and that kind of shows the insidiousness of how that pickup artist shit can infect. Because like I said, it plays mm-hmm. off of. I don't love bitterness. I don't love the idea that 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 scene brought back in the supercut episode of Andy explaining that he's just kind of running tests. Yeah, I don't love what it does for Andy. Uh huh. But I do love that it would have pointed out more of the absurdity and the awfulness mm-hmm. of that PUA mindset. Yeah, that would yeah. I would have appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but Agreed. well, they, that's probably why it was a deleted scene too, because. But as it stands, the simplified version we get in the core episode, mm-hmm. where it really just becomes about two versions of advice being mm-hmm. given to Kevin: some pretty bad, some pretty good, mm-hmm. and he ends up just kind of going his own way. <laughs> and you being... want me to grope people? Yeah, and Pam's yeah. like, what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> right and and he just goes about it his own way and 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 this is honestly one of my favorite little bits of the office Excuse is me. Kevin and Lynn uh-huh. because this part right here and the way she reacts to him and and the end where he wants to take her out and and she loves it and then he says boobs cuz he's a dumbass <laughs> but she still smiles yeah it's so sweet and endearing and charming and <laughs> It's one of these are this is one of the core moments that I really truly love this show mm-hmm. because it shows the simple kind of absurd beauty of the possibility of people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about that cast and the scenes that are interwoven through the greater stories. It's, it's yeah. a nice two arc episode for Kevin, really. When you think, of, I hadn't really mm. thought about it that way before. Well, I like when he's from when Valentine's having, Day yeah. misery to <laughs> when they're having the yeah. lunch date and he's trying to follow Pam and he does the whole like art, like yawn stretch. Yeah, thing. like it, does, 
in lo- like at a lunch. That's the supercut bit. Yeah, and that he's not even anywhere near her because yeah. that, that yawn to me growing up that dumb yawn technique where you yawn and put <laughs> yeah, your yeah, arm that's around a movie theater. Yeah. Movie that's theater a movie where theater, you're right, right next to yeah. them. Right. He's got as much distance <laughs> yes. between him and her as you and I do. And he's like, oh, oh I can't, I, I can't wait to watch leaves, this. He just leaves <laughs> his <laughs> hand there. Oh, he does. And her reaction is such Love the perfect it. like. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you need something? You know? Oh, that's great. So that's oh, in the supercut. I now, need to see that. And it was a deleted scene uh, on the DVD. And also, there's another deleted scene in the elevator with Lynn. Was that in the supercut? Um, at the very beginning. Yes. Because uh, he goes, uh, he gets on the elevator with Jim and Pam, and he goes, our weekend was great. I watched TV for 14 straight hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then, And then she gets on. Uh, before it closes today to go up, and she's like, "Hi, Kevin. Did did you get my did you get my call?" I'm like, no, I was really busy this weekend, and, then and he... I think I'm gonna be busy for the next 21 days or so. <laughs> and it's the start of him implementing Andy's advice. Well, and then, well, yeah, because With... when he gets out, Jim's like, "You're gonna be busy for 21 <laughs> days." Or so. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really interesting because it really builds the episode, the original episode, that storyline just starts with Kevin getting advice from Andy. Mm -hmm. And you don't see Lynn at all until the one scene at the end, the boob scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, in the in the deleted scenes, and I'm guessing the supercut, yes. you've got two additional scenes with Lynn. Mm-hmm. You build up, you introduce the storyline with him already kind of doing a little neg on her. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. showing that Andy's work is already underway. Yes. It's it it very much changes what that storyline is. Yes. And, and 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 there's a part of me that rejects it because it's not what I know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm seeing so many added layers to. Not only Andy yeah. uh, and, and adding the it being an Angela reaction situation, mm-hmm. whereas right. before I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's just kind of a rich douche, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but um, uh, there's also the idea of life beyond the episode, which is something we don't really get a lot yes. of, mm-hmm. where it shows things in play before or after. True. One of my favorite examples of that is the summer vacation discussion that starts, I want to say, season seven, mm-hmm. where they talk about what they did over the summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't often hear them talking about life outside of what's being filmed or mm-hmm. the story of what's being filmed. Right. Sure. So, I, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. So, is, no. so yeah, is the conceit for, since, of course, it's a network sitcom that, that takes a break over summer, is the conceit that the the documentary crew does not work over the summer. I guess. Like or the, they do the, other projects, that's, maybe. That's got to be... There's one premiere where they talk about what they did over the yeah, summer. Yeah, and, and that's... They all get a summer but break. before that, I don't know that we ever get any kind of mention of a break in time from shooting. Yeah. You know? That, mm. that kind of meta element seemed to have popped in later, which <laughs> I do feel there's a slight shift in the parameters of the storytelling... Around season six, seven, eight, uh-huh. there's some kind of shift where they suddenly there's a slight tweak in what's kind of okay and not okay, and that kind of meta textual referring to what happened when the crew wasn't there. Yeah, that didn't show up until late. Yeah, or or that in the case of later on that that guy that you think is gonna that Pam's gonna cheat with. That like he is a known like it ostensibly at this even at the point of this episode 
they know the sound guy. Oh, Brian's been a part of their life this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, That's yeah. the thing is, is mm-hmm. remember, they, they express how close they are. It is revealed yeah. how close they, they are. Like, they vacation, or they, they've either gone on, like, out to eat with him and his wife, yep. or... Or they've mm-hmm. taken a vacation or mm-hmm. something, but they are there. Mm-hmm. It is it is implied that Mike and his wife are one of their close like couple yeah, friends. I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's Brian. Brian. I, I think. Do you do you but remember the Brian? camera guy? Yeah. yeah, it's Brian. Okay, cool. Was he the camera oh, yeah. guy? I thought he was the sound the guy. Boom guy. Boom yeah, guy. Boom guy. Yeah, boom, boom guy. The boom mic guy. Yeah, boom mic. Yeah, people that people like really reacted negatively to. Well, and yeah. They, they eventually dumped that. Well, because like, when, yeah. when the. And I get, which I completely understand. Well, when the emotional core. But I did of think your, it was fascinating. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was interesting to make some kind of. But, like. Mm. That's that's taking a stab at the emotional core of especially what defined the first part of the office that everybody mm-hmm. really holds in high regard yeah, and yeah. and I think a lot of people kind of saw that as sort of like a fuck you mm-hmm. to like the part of the office that they liked the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. The mm-hmm. Jim and Pam are a kind of a sacred cow mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. and yeah. when they begin to manipulate that, well, yeah, in, in seven, eight, nine. I yeah. personally didn't mind it. I thought it was actually from from a standpoint of how uh, sitcom couples usually are. Once the will they won't they is has been willed, yeah, that that couple is then enshrined. And, you know, regardless of how different people they were, I mean, a, a, a classic example of this is Niles and Daphne in, yeah. in Frasier. Yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. were they were such different people until the moment when they got together. And, th- and this is another kind of, you know, uh, uh, with a lot of sitcoms, it's when the will they won't they get together. That's when everybody says the the series you know, died or went downhill, and and there's there's like a lot. I mean, I I love all of Frasier. I I will watch episodes after they get together, but you're a fan. But, but do you feel that there is that yes, change? Yes. yes. Okay. There is because then they are once they're together, they're Niles and Daphne. All those sort of they kind of explore it in one episode, but it's not really. It's all right. But really, they have just become they're they're Niles and Daphne now. They're enshrined and they're protected, and and of course, granted, Fraser waited till much later in its run to to pull that storyline off. So it also could have just been that the show was going on eight seasons by that point, mm-hmm. and um, sort of one of the ways that the, yeah, one of the ways to go that a lot r- of shows do, right? And. Uh, and I thought Jim and Pam, when they got together, they were they were great, and I s- still think it allowed them to be their own people a lot. But there, you never really see that sort of uh, threat to a sitcom couple yeah. after that. And and I thought that was really kind of I was like, yeah, it's kind of a nice way to inject some emotional stakes back into Jim and Pam yeah. a yeah. little bit. It, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Only. Um... Obviously, as a, a a fan at the time, I was very much threatened. By it. Right. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. I did. I did too. Jeez, I, yeah. I did. You know. I did feel threatened too. But, but at the same time, um, you were engaged. I was engaged, and there was a part of me that really was not confident that they would ever truly hurt them. That, yeah. That, like I felt, I was pretty confident that no, they're not going to break them up. Yeah. But they needed obstacles. Well, though, because they and... tr- well, they kind of tried with the the cute 
talking about Kathy? Yes. Yeah, with Kathy and, then, and then, yeah. But Jim, but Jim then. just like, bink, yeah. bink, just bounced off to, to the point where he started like fucking with her mm. like to, because he was getting tired of the obvious like being hit on and what was it? He like sent her to the, he sent her to like Kevin's room or something when they were away on that business trip. Is that what and, it was? Yeah. That's what the she, bed bugs. And the she bed was bugs? like, yeah. and she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make my move on. Yeah. And on she got little Jim. shorts on. She's like, is this basketball? Is this March madness? No, that's in March. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh that's good. old Kathy. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to her. Um, can I, can but, I give one quick shout out? Yeah, yeah, since yeah. we're talking about the crew, uh, the pan down to the hat after Michael yes. says it's not that's his idea. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know if that was something to behold in one of the extended. No, that's, Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, oh no that's no cool. no! Yeah, yeah, that was that was because um... you don't really see. It's not really regular that that the camera will uh, will sort of deny. <laughs> they usually kind of the the shorthand for that is panning to Jim to yeah. see him make a face that like no that's not true this is ridiculous right, but for right. him to actually <laughs> like pan down like it's nope. a neat moment it's where writing. it's the difference between Coupled the camera action. crew showing us Jim telling us the story and the camera crew themselves yes. telling us the story and it, yes. it's fun yeah. to see it's it's really fun to see <laughs> it is fun to see and, the, and <laughs> well they've had to watch this guy roll around on the freaking carpet like all day and just <laughs> talking that annoying voice <laughs> Announced when it's first announced. They're almost Jenny. as pissed at him as the as the rest of everybody else. Is. <laughs> well, <laughs> when when they find out when when it's first revealed that Jim's like, oh hey, one of my clients got a golden ticket, and he just comes out of his office and does like this terrible little roll yeah. on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to do. Roll. He's trying to do Wilder Rub in the beginning of the movie yeah. Yeah. when he Was meets it the a kids. Naughty little girl. <laughs> with, I'm, on the phone. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's my other favorite little recurring bit in this episode is Michael's complete disregard for when his team is on the phone. Uh-huh. Because the cold open, which we haven't touched on but is a classic cold open. Oh, uh-huh. thank it, you for bringing us back to that. Oh, I'm sure of there's people if, who's ever listening is like, "What about KGB?" They vape for no one. the What about the KGB that sounds like the Gestapo? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah uh, that is not a Russian. No, no, it is it's a, all it's a bad German <laughs> accent for yeah. the Russian police. That's great. Uh, but that's fine. That's fine. You know, as someone of uh, German and Russian descent, I am doubly offended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twice as offended. How dare you? I'm only uh, singly. But, but, but as, a Jew, as a Jew, find it pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's a good mashup. I like that. Feelings are hurt. It's a good bit. Um, the, uh, Confirmed. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the book what? ended KGB Actually, of, of yeah, the, that's uh, right. Yeah, you get warmer towards the end. I yeah. was wondering if they they didn't have anything else in the extended cut that had KGB in it, did they? No, okay. it was it was that part at the end where he's like, uh, I'm in <laughs> we, the come at, <laughs> we come back at we come back at five fifteen. So what I love about the Pam bit in the beginning is she's on the phone and he, he's trying to interrupt her and he keeps <sighs> going and she's like, I'm on the phone and then she hangs up and it's the that was very unprofessional. Oh, no, he's talking numbers over the or, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's trying to give him the number five and, six or you know, and he's trying to like you know do yeah. that distracting thing. Like he's a middle school kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when she calls him out for being unprofessional, he says, oh, they'd never know it was me. Yes. It's, Dick move. It's such an interesting way of not getting the importance of yeah. that complaint about him. Yeah. Of the, uh, it's No, Michael, it's not that really you're going to get like in trouble. It's the, the company. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's in the here and now. He doesn't care anymore. It, it's, it's an interesting insight into his lack of perspective. Yes. You know? Well, yeah. With the <laughs> joke, I mean, the joke itself, like when Dwight's like, when he does it and he slaps Michael and you see Michael get furious and like try to hit them. And, yep. then, and he goes, no more knock knock jokes. And Jim just goes, ding dong. And, and Michael <laughs> is delighted. <laughs> Right back this, in the game. And he He's beaming. And then, and then Dwight, Dwight, get it. Jim Astin does the same joke and uh-huh. slaps Dwight. He's laughing. Yeah. He's, it, he's it, like, it's hilarious. It's like, it's not funny when it happens to me. But he's still just so earnest about it because it's true. It's, yeah. Is yeah. That, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it is true. The KGB. One of the, uh, uh, one of the Hall of Fame meme dead zone. Oh, yeah. Uh, of the... That I've used multiple times. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, it's true. That one. And then in the conference room scene, when Dwight admits to Wallace that it was Michael's idea. Yeah. The, Thank, Thank you. you. That because <laughs> he threatened me. He's like under I... threat of death. And Michael's still like, "Thank you." <laughs> you know, I'd forgotten about that. that yeah. He was just so pleased He's to so be proven happy right. About it. He yeah. doesn't care. And, and David is like, I, "I'm gonna go back." To, like it, it's just like you know what. I'm just going to leave. You know, like, I don't need to be mad at anybody because it, it all worked out. That's another and point. I just, but I'm also, I don't want to fucking yeah. deal with it. Pam, 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 do not send me like, those Do not send me those notes. <laughs> Michael's lucky that David owes him one. Yeah. For yeah. several, yeah. really. But I like, but, dude, that, that Pam is still, when they're all saying, like, bonker shit, Pam's still taking notes. <laughs> Yeah, she like she's writing everything down. This is probably the most enjoyable part of her job at this point, just uh-huh. to just to get to clown around yeah. and know what exactly is happening. The, the taking the absurdity seriously yes. has got to be a skill this that is they where, learn at Dunder Mifflin. Oh, she's mastered it by now. Yeah. But just this is taking sort of notes as they is, fight about threat of death. This is kind of in the crossroads of being a little bit over the top, and then. Sort of going too far, in my opinion, in a little yeah. bit. This scene is, oh, um, yeah. they're just taking it to that, and they're just, they're almost too much, but they're still brilliant, fucking little moments to uh-huh. it that they under that that it it still it still works, yeah. But it kind of felt like, but and 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 I love I love the scenes with Michael and Dwight and and their diaries. I freaking think that shit is hilarious. They bring you diaries back diary. to our human existence. <laughs> well, and, and, and you have a diary. But in the absurdity, they're really they are living in the absurdity right now, <laughs> like, and a little bit too overly thing for my personal taste. But I still love it. That's well, a great scene too because it also highlights Michael's fucking goldfish attention span. Because not only <laughs> you have Dwight, uh, so Michael's got the the, the diary, and, yeah. and 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 Dwight says you don't have a diary. He doesn't ask him. Yeah. He tells him because he knows Michael. <laughs> Why does Dwight know that? Because Dwight knows who would have a diary. Yeah, Dwight would have a diary. Yes, he would be in charge of your your diary, Michael. And, 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 then, and the, like the shock of Michael when he's like, "Why do you have a Why do you... <laughs> that Dwight actually has yes. what Michael was pretending to have, and it's yes. still absurd to him." Yes. It's amazing, and 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 that's the the beauty of it. That there's that's another scene. Both of those scenes, that and David Wallace in the conference room and mm. the walking out and the don't send me the notes. Those scenes are absurd to the point of jump the shark. Yes, but the team plays it so fucking straight. <laughs> yeah, that you can it, it grounds oh. it and gets away with it. The- they. They bend your suspension of disbelief through their performance. Yes, they do, and especially it's important when they're talking about toilet inventions. Oh my god! 
<laughs> and horse boat. Yeah. Horse boat. <laughs> yeah, a canoe built around a horse. Oh my god. Hor- horse boat. I legitimately like lost my fucking mind. The um I so- have a lot of toilet like Michael's like I have a lot of toilet things. And then Dwight in. having a, a, a ready to go argument because they're easy. Yes. Like Dwight has debated the validity of toilet <clears throat> invention worthiness before. Right. Uh-huh. And and Michael's and I, I I'd love for a moment, I just want to explore Michael's toilet net invention i know it's not no no it's we we all know it is a terrible idea it's to catch change and your wallet (laughs) i'm like but that like that would mean your pants would still have to be on while you're sitting like it's 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 totally for the wrong time that's one of those things i I don't even want to know how that but, has need has arisen. Like the only <laughs> yes, I know people who've dropped their iPhone or whatever in the toilet. Yeah, that's yeah. the only practical. Yep. And right. even then, it's still you're still gonna want to throw away the case or whatever. Yeah, or the phone, and the phone, <laughs> and maybe even the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not gonna have your wallet. But then again, you know, Michael. Some five year old thought that. But up, then how many times? How many times is Michael actually pooping, or he's pretending? That he's pooping. Thank you for bringing that up. To spy I... on people and everybody, everybody in the conference like a room, gangsta. everybody or everybody in the in the break walkthrough area. I mean, in in this one instance, Angela's right. Yeah. I mean, it. Angela is actually in the right that yeah. it's not like this is Michael's screw up. It's not fair of him mm-hmm. to foist it on Dwight. You Absolutely. know, <laughs> and then and Meredith goes, "Oh, you're just saying that because you used to bone." <laughs> <laughs> Oscar goes, actually, it's a guy to bone, and I'm very upset that I have to correct that. He has to be smug about explaining heterosexual <laughs> sex. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Michael comes in. He's like, announcement. Oh, and Jim's like, oh, wow, this is a record today. And <laughs> What does he say? James? Does he say yeah, well, I have James? a lot to say, James. That's a good react on John Krasinski, I got to say. He's like, oh, damn, he means business. Well, and at first, he comes, like, bursting in there with, like, you know, his ridiculous like like well what if he's a guy that's like an ogre and you know yeah he's, he's yeah not... yeah it doesn't like it doesn't like minorities yeah and then <laughs> kind of an interesting and yeah. then he sure. starts launching into or maybe it's a guy that knows we don't need three accountants yeah or mm-hmm. maybe it's somebody who doesn't like that there's an office romance going on and so and everybody kind of starts backing up like oh shit he's actually not wrong yeah that's a you know, that's such a great moment uh, and that's that, that was that a deleted this scene? is yes, all a supercut scene yeah, this that is, was that, that is was a the terrible scene to leave out that yeah it that's is. that's a great scene because uh both of them the the the, the bit in the conference, conference room with angela standing up and him hiding in the bathroom that's also not in the original oh okay uh, and mm-hmm. um the scene after in the office because he also even mentions you know something about when i was hiding in the bathroom <laughs> pretend you know? yeah pretend so maybe you should all think twice about talking behind my back while I'm in the bathroom pretending to poop so I can spy on all of you. Yeah. Well, it changed, it changed my perception of the character because I, I was talking about fight or flight earlier, and it seems like he's flying because he's yeah. trying to lie straight up. But behind the scenes, yeah. he's actually going gangster on his uh, or, his employees and, and or, or the thing he said to Phyllis. Turn or it like, on them. Yeah, or the thing he says to Phyllis. Yeah, like, about or maybe a boss that won't yeah. like 
bundle 20 vacation days so you can go on like an African safari trip. And yeah, yeah. I was, uh, they yeah, were, yeah, yeah that that's was kind of like yeah. the, oh, and he, it's, he and actually it's, does. It's a good mm-hmm. line walk mm-hmm. of, of, of his uh, uh, absurdity. And that little kind of like, oh, this guy's a little sharper than we give him credit for that mm-hmm. we have seen throughout the show. Yeah, you know what? In long term, it makes the it makes the next story arc that much more interesting with Michael Scott Paper Company. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Because, because believe... it's really out of left. It seems so much more out of left field when he just quits. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the next episode when Idris Elba? Yeah, shows up. New boss next. Yeah, Yeah. I think I think it is. Sure is, and that's why I always that I I wanted to be. I've always thought he's just sort of like, oh, these are just the two in between episodes after both the Holly story before and now Michael Scott Paper Company. Mm -hmm. And really, this is a launch into that next. It's more of a launch than I thought it was. Yeah, I think. And I think I mean uh, that's why I think that scene would have been a good scene to keep in, especially because we're gonna get that boss next week that he kind of warned you that you, you yeah, didn't, wor- you yeah, didn't want to have not, if well. i'm not here <laughs> and who they replace me with yeah you know it is, happens to jim yeah it does it's pro it's it's so prophetic in a way um kind of mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't exactly say what happens but it's interesting i wonder if there was any thought to the next six episodes given when they were writing and or shooting Could have been. Maybe. Because Could have been. You, you get the the true brains of Michael Scott in that arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the the realization that you could have a lot much worse boss than Michael Scott mm-hmm. in that arc. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I do have to admit, the punch of his words in this scene are so strong that I kind of would have wondered what it would have been like to go through it with it in there included originally. Yeah. That mm. would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been. And I what a neat so. bonus uh, for fans uh, or soon-to-be fans going through the show the first time and catching these supercut episodes as they do. Yes. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that's a pretty cool place to be. Yeah. That really surprised me that, because they, they showed that as a promo because, as you said, they Peacock mm-hmm. released that season with the super, cut, or the, uh, super fans. Yeah. yeah. And just seeing that was like, oh, yeah. my God, that – kind of changed that whole episode for me in a way like yeah you know and i can i wish i could have seen more i wish they could have included more with lynn in there because the stuff you all are describing is really yeah. good well how and much with kevin how much of the walk uh that dwight uh, when, oh, when michael was trying you. to get him to to start he's trying to, yeah he's like all right i'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be real i'm gonna be real with you mm-hmm. i need you to to do they this show that yeah that for me in. Yeah, um, Michael. Do, do they show the Do they show the part before? Because when they're like, like, okay, let's go on a walk. Do you have your sunscreen? No, they no, don't do they the don't. sunscreen bits they not in it. Yeah. and the part where he makes fun of him calling it a stroll. Yeah, that part's not in the original. <laughs> oh, That's a deleted scene. Well, wait, who calls it a stroll? Dwight. Uh, Dwight. Dwight. Dwight, Dwight, Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> like, no, I just think it. Like, you make fun of my strolls. Well, I just think it's stupid because it's a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah and he goes, "You want to do a stroll or a power stroll?" <laughs> and it's a power stroll yeah. with Dwight with the whitest sneakers he ever has in his yes, life. But uh, but there's anyway. another there's another bit before they start walking that I'm assuming is also a drink. Where he's actually applying the sunscreen On to Michael's Michael face, yep. and the and the crotchety uh, security guard down goes, "Hey Dwight, you got a friend to go on one of your strolls with you." <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, what a like great usually, Hank moment. Yeah, usually yeah, yeah. Hank oh. is is kind of like kind of more just 
you know, gruff and all that, but he's actually like, oh, Dwight, you got a friend to take a stroll with you. So, like, so... mocking. It's fun. Can I have my remembrance clip real quick? Yeah. Because uh, we, because we, we, we forgot about that guy last week in the uh, Valentine's Day episode, or the uh, Blood Drive episode. Oh, yeah. When yeah. Michael does awake and who's he see where the girl was? Hank. Hank. It's, it's Hank. And then he's just telling... like, what? <laughs> Awesome scene, and, I'm so, and I had yeah. to bring that up. Anyway, back to that, though. Uh, back the to walk. this episode, The Walk. And Michael trying to convince, like, he's really trying to plant the seeds, and he doesn't make a terrible, well, he, he makes it sort of make sense. Like, you don't need you don't need to be, I would be lost without this place. And everybody's kind of like, yeah, he would. Yeah, I mean, Dwight would, does have Shroot Farms, which and, I would have to at least, in from what yeah. we've been led to believe, <laughs> is a viable, is, is still a viable business. And he can walk around with his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and him describing that is, it's one of those new things that he does. It kind of reminds me of the later scene when he's talking about getting to fight Jim in a wrestling ring and, <laughs> and the crowd is going crazy. <laughs> and he sort of has that longing, like, yeah fantasy in his head <laughs> and he kind of incorporates that in the scene yeah. and he's like wow how could it great it could be like not to be here and then and he's like we we're like we discussed it i'm not gonna do it he's like you're gonna do it and he's like no i'm not and then and then michael touches his his shoulder and dwight immediately kind of just and he just kind of two seconds he just shrugs it off <laughs> when it's not there anymore <laughs> And, and like, back to when Michael is trying to win him over and he's mm -hmm. talking about, like, if I were the president and you were my Secret Service agent. Okay, this is another one. Yeah. <laughs> this is another and one. And yeah. Dwight goes, well, uh, would I be able to hire my own people? Uh, no, you're not uh, You're not important enough. Well, I would I would get promoted. Like, it, it's always, <laughs> I always love Dwight's arguments to Michael's, like, flights of fancy involvement. Well, Dwight would be like, well, no, then I would do I, yeah. I would do this. And, and when... <laughs> And then yes. when when he's trying to say like you know when 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 Michael was of course saying like you know it, yeah. you've got outside stuff and then, and then uh, Dwight goes well what about your uh, what about your fancy uh, shoe store he goes oh it's not ready it's not ready yet. yeah shoe la la <laughs> a fancy man's shoe store cuts to a uh, store for the most important days in his life like his wedding or the birth of his children or <laughs> lounging around. around. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know how much I'm when I'm just chilling at home. Uh, I, I'm wearing shoes. Right, and, that's and just as important big, as the day that you get married. Yeah. Right, <laughs> big shoe days. And I mean, how many fancy types of shoes for men are there? There's only like it's four. Yeah, it's four. I think there's like four. Maybe, uh, and, and there's more. Let's be honest. We we are not shoe men here, but uh, yeah, uh, there's got to be uh, more. I'd, I'd like to see an outtake from I don't the recent. Think, I don't think enough to warrant. Oh, yeah. a, a a store dedicated solely to just to fancy men's fancy shoes fancy men's footwear yeah i'd like to see, i'd like to see a previous uh, outtake of them first discussing shoe la la yes. <laughs> i just love the name shoe la la Dwight, I got a new hand. it's called shoe la la that is excellent <laughs> I love when they get back from the walk and Michael is announcing it to the office. Yes, thank you. With an Oscar gives the uh, those aren't announcements. <laughs> and a great, really oddly great line from Michael where he's like, yes, they are. You just don't care about the information. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar's like... Leaves uh, him he's, speechless. He's like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's fair. Yeah. And Mike, how Michael struggles to actually 
uh, accept that he, he, well, he kind of enjoyed the walk and I'm, which I may never do, which I probably, does he say I probably won't do it again? Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> never do it again. And Dwight, <laughs> Dwight's just standing there with this evil smile on his face. Like, <laughs> such an odd, such an odd uh, return. But then he, yeah, he throws that right. And this was written by, um, one Mindy Kaling. So, yeah. Okay. Kudos which, to her. Which I was and glad to see. I can totally hear it. it. I can yeah. totally hear it in the writing. Completely. I can totally hear it, and it, and it makes me also kind of love that she threw in that kind of anti pickup artist storyline. Yeah. Because I it's, know it's a great like chance for uh, in 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 the early two thousands for a, a woman writer on one of the biggest shows in the country mm-hmm. to take on a growing trend. And that's yeah. a, that sounds a growing that's problematic. A, tw- yeah. Trend. Exactly. Because as her. Pam says, that sounds psychotic. That sounds psychotic. Great line is the uh, dude guys really do that and mm. then jim quick as a fucking yeah. flash not guys with girlfriends that's Boom. oh that's such a good <laughs> that's, bit that's low tuna yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> really just such great great use of andy of ed helms great use of jim great use of creed it was just such a, a standout episode and, for some of the cast and yeah, yeah, yeah. pam when when david wallace comes in at the end to like to like to say hey you know they loved it so much yeah they're that making they, uh, us are our... exclusive yeah and then he goes, everybody, I have an announcement, and nobody's really doing anything. And Pam just goes, we've had a lot of those today. They're they're really kind of desensitized. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great man. Oh, that's, I need to watch that's this. That's in the super That's this. solid. Yeah, yeah Pam. Oh. She just, she's like telling Dave, like, been, yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of those today. <laughs> Between that and the gym with the, oh, again, another, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that's Second just a, Because <laughs> it's great because Michael really ropes in the whole team when things go wrong. Because uh, you get the stuff about him saying they can't fire all of us. And Oscar with the, what do you think a branch closing is? Yeah. <laughs> no, they can't. They and can't I, do it. I like that he takes Andy's coat yeah. from yes. him. And then. I had to read that on Wikipedia to realize it was Andy's coat. <laughs> yeah, and, and then. Oh, that's why he has no coat at the end. Then, but then Jeez. when he goes on the walk, he puts his other coat <laughs> over on <it>. over <laughs> the coat that he stole from Andy. <laughs> All while wearing, uh, like he has like uh, sweats. He has like yeah. sweatpants on. The whole as side. soon as it gets uh, goes haywire, oh, he, he changes out of the outfit. Yeah, throws it in the dumpster, it, yeah. like dumping the evidence, yeah. hiding all the fucking evidence. Like he's never gonna wear the costume again. Yeah, it's it's the, uh, the memory is too painful. It's a great example of just how truly fight or flight he gets in that moment mm-hmm. once once it starts going wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's flying, but he was also fighting. I was. It was funny to go back and. Notice that again. Well, after, well, then seeing the actual scene that was cut, and God, why was that cut? Still kind of bugs me now. Yeah, but I'm glad that we got to see it because mm-hmm. it does make does it does enrich the episode even more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and man. is this the last time that we see Lynn? I don't want to end on a downer, but I think it, I think it I think is. It might be that well, storyline gets scrapped pretty quick. She might get mentioned again. But yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah, but, yeah. I remember thinking like like that would have been they could have done a little bit more maybe, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they I, just wanted to dump down Kevin even more eventually. So I mean, yeah, just, um, yeah. by the wayside, uh, the uh, team's a uh, 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 textbook overthinker. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Of course, I wanted to make sure we all know that <laughs> everyone listening knows that. Great fun moments for the characters like that, or, or Andy, where he's trying to come up with a golden ticket idea and he's just saying things with the word "golden" in it, <laughs> Such and as? then just admits, "I don't get this." <laughs> and Michael just goes, "No, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> but people love to talk about the Golden Girls, right? and I personally love Golden. That 
Golden's a great show. Yeah. yeah. Golden's great. I great, got great you, breakfast. Watching that, I was like, man, those are good. I should pick up some of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Right? Solid. You're very right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, quite quite an interesting, hilarious episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing is, uh, it, 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 although I wasn't, like, rolling on the floor laughing watching it, it may be because I was just so invested in it. Mm. It's such an involved episode. There's so many layers to the interactions between the characters. This is really a great example of Mindy, and I'm sure there are other writers involved. There always is. Uh, really knowing their team, knowing uh, the story that these characters have been through, oh, and, yeah. and taking us on a journey that is great on the surface level, but mm-hmm. is so much richer for those of us who've been along from the beginning. Yeah, I I totally 100% agree with that. And, mm. and to your point, yeah, this this wasn't a laugh a minute episode. You know, not not rolling on the floor, but the moments that were funny. Mm-hmm. They were fucking funny. Like, like they were, they were yeah. good, solid hits. Mm-hmm. Like even one instance that didn't always hit with me, but watching it again kind of hit a little more funnier. And actually, was in that absurd scene at the end when Dwight is describe, trying to play off the fact that he knows about Willy Wonka by, by describing how. The, the, the process of eating chocolate and how it metabol- <laughs> or candy and metabolizes it. Like, is... I like candy, sweet, sugary candy. I like <laughs> it in my mouth when it's metabolized by my body. <laughs> that and the scene before with Jim, with the, this, this guy, the world's biggest Wonka fan, <laughs> yeah. points to Michael, never seen never the movie. Seen yes. Yeah. yes. We actually get to see Jim, like, Neg on Michael and totally like give Dwight all the love. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dwight even gets a that's what she said. Yes, and everybody laughs. And you can just see on Michael's face. No, David seething. Wallace cracks up. Yeah, he and, loves it. And Michael is just <laughs> seething. <laughs> Which is so great because there's so many things that this episode really just kind of steals from earlier episodes. We talked about healthcare. Yeah. We talked, talked about, about yeah, drug testing. Drug testing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Where Michael wants uh, Dwight to take the fall yep. you know we got stuff like that you got him challenging dwight taking advantage of dwight you've got uh jim jim you know reacting is, is is all classic office but there's new twists and turns along the way that keep this fresh it's a great mm-hmm. example of the writers knowing what works with the show and finding new ways to showcase i got it. three words for you what marketing are greatness michael yeah they, <laughs> creed's not wrong they do they all, all start, do start with them yeah. marketing <laughs> greatness i mean that's just that's the that's the episode in a nutshell yeah, basically it is. <laughs> shenanigans, but awesome shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great episode. Yeah. Um, and, looking and, forward, looking forward to the to the next journey we're about to go on. Yeah, that's with the uh, <clears throat> the impeccable uh, Idris Elba, who I Idris did, Elba. of course, because I, you know, I I don't have the BBC, but when I found out that he was actually yeah. British, yeah. I was like. Whoa! Me too. Yeah, I had the same reaction. Because the only the only other thing I had seen him in was The Wire. Yeah, I I, I hadn't seen him seen in that. anything. That was I had seen nothing. Yeah, uh, me too. And and I was like, whoa, he's actually he's British. Yeah, did a solid job with an American accent, and and no really, uh, just you know, hell of a commanding presence. Yes. I I this is one of my favorite arcs in the show that we're coming up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always said season five is one of my favorite seasons, and. I, and knowing knowing the kind of person he is now, I mean, the actor, like um, the fact that this kind of character is definitely a stretch for him. So I, yeah. I really appreciate it more now that I see mm-hmm. it. That he, wow, he is British and he has a very easygoing manner about him. And mm-hmm. yeah. he fucking went for it on this. And like he really made a great antagonist. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Because uh, I, I was rooting against Charles. And, the, 
Oh, the oh, whole time. oh, totally, totally. But I know who we all, we could all root for who's coming up is our next uh, little receptionist, uh, one Aaron Hannon. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. And that's the great part, too, is we're, we're going to finally be getting the kind of missing piece from the cast, uh, the, the one of the last uh, editions. A good uh, little reorg, the how they're going to make this work. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're really great, really well done. And, um, um, uh, Actress's name, um, uh, 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 Ellie Kemp. Thank you, Ellie, uh, Ellie Kemper. Kemper. Thank you so much, Ellie, Kemp? Ellie, Ellie, Ellie Kemper. Kemper. Okay, Ellie such Kemper. a great talent, and really ended up. She she's a little absurd in times, but uh, so her, damn But good. but she's a lot of fun, and she's very charming, and, mm-hmm. and, and she and makes it work too. As we enter this era of The Office, which is a little absurd, uh, more, yeah. more so than it has been sometimes. I.e., uh, the some of the scenes we talked about today, like the David David Wallace conference room scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a character joining the cast who is. Um, Kind of makes that endearing, that mm-hmm. absurdity. So, yes. So glad to have her. It's, yeah. Glad to have this arc. Uh, so stoked. Glad yeah. Glad to have you fellows with this, us today. Yeah. Is, thanks, man. Yeah. This has been great. Yeah. All right. Let's I want to thank all of you for listening to the People First and Paper podcast. We'll be back next week because things are going to get very different. Uh, who knows? Maybe by the end of it all, there'll even be two of our favorite paper companies. Are you comfortable with that? The People Persons Paper podcast is an OLA Ministries production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information. So I was like, well, I'll go yeah. ahead and watch the full one. You, you know, more to, more to talk about. There is more. Let's give them more to talk about. Oh, sorry. Let's <laughs> give them something. Let's give them the office to talk about. <laughs> God, God. Fuck, that's, that's going to be the secret track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your one-stop podcast for office fandom and Shania I, Twain. Uh, wait, is no, that that's, Bonnie uh, Bonnie Raitt? That's Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, Bonnie Raitt would be proud don't of you. Don't you besmirch the name of Bonnie Raitt in this house. <laughs> bon Bon going to get you. <laughs> this is all going on it. Yeah. All right, give well, me. Now they're going to. Now they're going, I, Everyone's going to know my ignorance of Bonnie Ray. You were in. The, you were in the neighborhood. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'll partake. Yes, Here's thanks. the deal, man. Get yeah. getting Bonnie Raitt's name wrong. That don't impress me. Much. <laughs> oh.